Music on the Bayou, The Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Come on! Yeah! If you want it all back, jump to your feet right now! And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Wednesday. It is hump day, and we hope everybody's enjoying their hump day uh, as much as we are here. It is kind of soggy in our LaRose studios, but that's okay. That's fine. It's better than being hot. (laughs) If those clouds wouldn't be in the sky, it would be brutally hot, but we thank everybody for joining us here today. Uh, we got a busy show. Celeste Bro, the LCO principal, will be joining us in the next segment of the show. Special, special day going on out there. Uh, they're rededicating their gym floor to Coach Kyle Pelt, the late Coach Kyle Pelt, um, <clears throat> longtime LCO coach, uh, tragically passed away during the COVID pandemic. Um, and they're dedicating their floor to someone who certainly deserves that honor and recognition. We'll ask Ms. Bro about what went into that and how excited and happy they are to be in position to have their gym back. We'll talk with her about that in the next segment. Then at noon, it's Wednesday. B.J. Young, South Lafouche High School, will be joining us and talking to us about uh, the Tarpons Week 2 preparations for Thibodeau High School. That should be a lot of fun. Should be a great matchup, a game that you could actually hear right here on 102.7 FM KLEB. Then at 12.15, we're trying to get the turtle on the line. Taylor has not yet responded to our inquiries. We're going to try to get him on if we can't. Um, Well, actually, he just replied, so we'll have him on at 12.15. Taylor Griffin will be joining us at 12.15. My bad. And then at 12.30, we've got our Q&A mailbag segment. I've got a bunch of questions that we're going to get answered for you all. At the bottom of the show, we've got our picks. Now, today is a significant day in Louisiana High School Athletic Association um, history, uh, quite frankly, history. You know, not just you know a story that we'll be following for a day or two. This is a historic day in the history of the association. The LHSA over the summer backdoored uh, with their executive committee these um, changes, where open enrollment schools and and you know. Um, magnet schools, charter schools, anybody who basically isn't choosing from a boundary line are now all select schools playing with the private schools in the playoffs. A lot of the schools that moved over from the public side to the select school side are appealing and are challenging that decision. Those appeals are going to be heard today, which makes today a very significant day in the history of the association. And in addition to that, tomorrow the LHSCA is expecting to roll out their playoff um, you know, brackets and, and, and formulas and everything for the upcoming football season. <coughs> Excuse me, still battling a cold, y'all. I have been following <clears throat> some of the news around Baton Rouge today. I have been seeing how it's played out on Twitter and everything of the sort. I have paid attention to um, how this has been reported on. It's a big, old, fat, stinky mess it is a huge mess and guess what it's the mess that the LHSAA deserves this is not likely not going to be fully settled in the next two days I know I just laid out a timeline appeals will be heard today brackets and you know everything will come out tomorrow but there are going to be schools inevitably who are not going to like the decision that the LHSA is going to make are going to sue are going to take this to court. This is going to be held up in court for a long time. So, 
just be prepared. The politics and everything of this are not going away. This is going to be something that we're going to be dealing with for a long time. And it's exactly what the association deserves. Because the association had a choice. They could have opted to hold their annual convention, get everybody in the room together at the same time, put everybody in the building together at the same time, and let's hash this out. Let's meet. Let's talk about it. Let's let's hear everybody's concerns. Let's propose this. Let's see what you all think about it. Let's vote on it. If you want it, we'll do it. If not, no. They opted not to do that. They opted to conduct themselves in secrecy. They opted to backdoor deal and without every mind present said, you know what? Let's just slide this through. Let's just slide this through. And now there was an uproar. No one liked the proposal. And now here we are. We're sitting and we're stuck with it. And everyone's unhappy. Everyone's not trusting. And lack of trust is the big word here that I've been hearing from a lot of the coaches that we've had on throughout the summer. How could you be an athletic governing body where your sole job is to govern high school athletics and no member school, and I'm not going to say no because there are some, but most member schools don't trust the decisions that you're making. Most member schools don't trust the people who are making the decisions, and most member schools don't trust the motives and the intentions of the governing body making decisions for them. It's a broken formula. I don't know where the future is going to go. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But it is a big, old, fat, stinky mess. And it's not going away anytime soon. So that will be happening in the next day or so. We'll be following it as it takes place. And hopefully we could at least get some form of a resolution for at least the short term so that we could start figuring out how many playoff teams we're going to have in each bracket. And we could start figuring out who's going to be going where and you know, we could finally get a little bit of sense of calm for these damn kids who are busting their butt on the practice field trying to get a little bit of a sense of normalcy. On the middle school field tonight, we got Golden Medal taking on East Thibodeau. Out in Thibodeau, we got West Thibodeau traveling to take on Raceland. Those will be two big matchups. And then tomorrow, we got Lockport taking on E.D. White. Six Ward taking on LCO. The high school slate is loaded to the gills amongst the week two matchups that we're going to be following most closely, of course, South Lafouche and Thibodeau. I think McDonough 35 and South Terrebonne is going to be a good one. I think that Terrebonne and John F. Kennedy is going to be a good one. Vanderbilt and Central Lafouche. Y'all, Vanderbilt's got a, got a few issues uh, that they need to get fixed. They've got to make a lot of improvements. Central Lafouche is hungry. They're playing at home, coming off of the John Curtis game. I wouldn't be surprised if that game's a little bit closer than maybe what some of the experts would realize. Um, so we'll see. We'll be following it all. But today, y'all, today is about Coach Kyle Pelt, the, the uh, gym floor at the new LCO gym is being dedicated to coach. And we certainly hope that everyone who had uh, <clears throat> some form of a good experience or memory um, you know, with Coach Pelt shares that on social media. We sure hope that everyone who's been coached by Coach Pelt and has had some great times will share some of those stories on social media. And we certainly hope that his family is, uh, and then friends and everybody whose lives he touched We'll get to going out to the gym and experience that special moment. Coach Pelt was a really, really kind-hearted and gentle human being who coached for years and touched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of local lives through his passion for sports and through his knowledge of the games with which he coached. And um, very deserving recognition. The only uh, 
sad part of this is that he's not going to be here to see it because of you know how the last couple of years went and with the you know the tragedy and him passing away. But incredibly deserving, and we cannot wait to go in our next segment to Miss Celeste Bro to talk about the decisions that led to that. So let's do that right now. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to LCO Principal Celeste Bro. We'll chat with her about their decision to name the gym floor after Coach Pelt, and then also you know, the dedication and how's it feel to be back and all that good stuff. It's play-by-play on KOEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. When you order curb- Curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com.
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. We go to LCO Middle School Principal, Miss Celeste Bro, who's on the line now. Miss Bro, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Doing just fine. It is a very big day over on your campus. We were talking in the first segment of the show about the uh, the floor dedication to Mr. Pelt. Uh, your gym is back open. I know it's an exciting day to be a Bulldog today, isn't it? Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Our first contest will take place here in over a year this afternoon at 530. So tell us about that. You know, obviously, Coach Pell was such a great man and inspired so many people locally in the area. And, and you know, I'd said earlier in the show, I think it was a no brainer to name the, you know, the floor after him. He'd done so much for so many people. Talk about what went into that decision to make that move. Um, there were numerous people from the community who called uh suggesting that we do such a thing for Mr. Pelt. Um, I think in the times we were in uh, and what we were going through with COVID and it happened to hit him just short after his um, retirement. He wasn't even retired a year um, when he lost his battle with COVID um, after such a short time. So I feel like the community reached out and it spoke volumes for us to be able to uh, move forward in just making that very um deal a reality so we are very uh excited and i i know i get choked up when i talk about this when i talk about mr pell because he he was a big influence in my life as a coach and as, as a pe teacher and um there's no one else i think who deserves this more amen no doubt about that look as a principal um what's it like to just be back in your gym you know we have keegan on all the time and he says you know everybody's going to focus on the volleyball and the basketball but truly like we're able to do PE and like it's impacting every student. I know it's got to be a big relief to have that back going. It is. I mean, it makes our daily life here on campus easier. Uh, inside recesses, we have a place to go. We have a place for assemblies. We have a place for fundraiser kickoffs and band concerts. Um, and you don't realize until you don't have that on campus how much uh, the gym is a hub for those schools who don't have an auditorium or a gym. Uh, and fun fact, Casey, um, we, our, our students enter the gym on uh, August 29th was their first day, exactly a year <laughs> from uh, Ida. So I thought that was a, a pretty coincidental. Yeah. Or there are coincidences. I think it was pretty awesome that we were able to get back in a year. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. And look, you know, no one is happy that Ida hit. You know, Ida still left us with some things that we're all still dealing with. But your new gym floor is beautiful. I mean, it took a long time, and you know, it took a year to get things situated, and I'm sure that that year you know, caused some challenges. But the gym floor is beautiful. You guys have a state-of-the-art floor out there on that in that facility. Yes, sir. I 100% agree. A, a lot of brains, a lot of uh, work went into that. Because um, at LCO, we're not going to settle for anything less than what we think is the best. And I absolutely feel that we have the best-looking court out there. So tell us about, you know, how the school year has been. You know, we were, I was, you know, actually at a, uh, where was I yesterday? I was at an event, at the swim meet. Yeah, and I was talking about how the how the Lafouche, uh, the school scores had gone up and through all the challenges, that's amazing and everything that's been going into that. I don't know how you guys do what you do, but you just, you know, as the Lafouche school system just always finds a way to pull a rabbit out of their hat and keep moving forward. Kudos to y'all. What's it been like in the last year or so to be going through that? So um, I have to give hats off to the teachers here. They've embraced everything we've thrown their way. Um, as far as a new observation rubric we we implementing this year for 
um, their scoring. I have to give hats off to them. They never, ever, ever miss a beat in what, what's going on around them. They adapt to it, they change to it, and they fully embrace what is going on around here. It, it's so refreshing to walk the halls here and to get the, the support and the feedback from our teachers, and we provide feedback as well. It, it's it's so refreshing. I don't know what happened in this last year, but I can tell you it's a good change. It feels good to be walking in the halls of LCO. Ms. Burrow, let, let's talk about this. We talk to student athletes all the time. We talk to coaches all the time. We talk to administrators such as yourself all the time. We don't often talk to parents. You're a parent. You've got several children in the system who are playing and are competing, and y'all are pulled in every direction going all over. What's that like to, you know, constantly be living on the run? I mean, you got a full-time job that you got to worry about, and then you're following the kids, and you guys do a lot of living in the course of your week, don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I would not change that um, for anything. My advice to anyone who has young kids uh, growing up, keep them involved, keep them off the streets, keep them um, as part of their school and as part of the community. Get out there and volunteer, and that's just something we live by in my house. So I send that to my school and my clubs over here at school um, just to make that a constant um, focus on something other than there's so many other things that they could be doing. Just keep it positive and stay involved. So it's not really an option in the bro house, so they know <laughs> that they have to be involved. Um, but we make it work, and we have a support system that is fabulous. But, Coach, it just works. It just works. We just make it work. You know what's, what's really cool, and I've mentioned this with Keegan several times, is that, look, and you know this, you're a parent as well, and you see the kids every day also through being a principal. The kids today, their inclination is to find ways to, to not play if, if they can. Because they want to be on their iPad, they want to be on their phone, whatever. At your school, football team had too many. You know, They didn't have enough equipment for all the involvement that they wanted. Like You guys are doing such a good job there of making it fun and of making the kids want to be part of something. And I think that over the last few years, that has been awesome. And I think that spills over to the high schools, makes it even better and more easy for them. And it's an awesome thing to see. Absolutely, Coach. And what we went through um, with Ida and having – we didn't have an area to do track with last year. And I know um, you just mentioned football, but just taking our track teams to South Lafourche to be able to practice. And I apologize and I thank those coaches often for letting all of us little middle schoolers yep. – uh, run their track and, and join practice with the high school, but I'm hoping it's going to build that high school program up. Um, and it's just giving a kid something to love and look forward to. Once you find a love for something, it, it's really hard to get them to not do it, whether it's school, whether it's football, track, volleyball. It doesn't matter. Once you make a kid love something, um, there's no denying that they're going to perform for you. So I think that that aspect here at LCO has been known. So let, let me ask you this, and, and I don't know if you know any answers to this, and I apologize in advance for kind of putting you on the spot. We, um, I've been hearing whispers over the last couple of years of, you know, hey, maybe Lafouche Parish is going to try to adopt middle school baseball because there's so much baseball being played. So if that is ever something that's a possibility, would Celeste Bro be in favor of an LCO middle school baseball team? Absolutely. Middle school baseball, middle school softball, soccer. Bring Wonderful. it on. Wonderful. Any, anything that will keep the kids off the street and have them involved, I am 100% for. 
great answer. I love to hear that. So, um, Ms. Bro, before we let you go, one more time, remind everybody what's happening. Give us the time and the location and, you know, everything of the sort that's going to be happening over at your gym today. Absolutely. Tonight, LCO Middle School um, Gym on uh, Coach – it's actually Coach Renee LeBlanc Gym, but it will be dedicated to Coach Kyle Pelcourt. Our Coach Kyle Pelcourt will be dedicated tonight at 5 o'clock at LCO. Wonderful. Well, look, we thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your day, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. You too. Wonderful. That is Miss Celeste Bro with LCO. Does such a wonderful job. That school's a really cool place. They're doing great things. And, um, you know, man, I if I would have wanted to, I could have lined up a full list of guests of people today that could have come on and talk about how wonderful of a person Coach Kyle Pelt was and how deserving he is of this honor. Um. I never had the opportunity to know him super well, but I will share this story. About, oh, about six months or so into the pandemic, um, we're reporting on it heavily, as a lot of folks in the community know, more extensively than anybody else, and I don't think that that's an ego boost of mine to say that. And there was a day where we did a story about something, <clears throat> And I don't even remember what the story was about, but some of the comments were, oh, you know, you guys are making up the numbers, blah, 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 all the stuff, all the stuff that the crazy people were saying during this time. And I woke up um, from an afternoon nap and I saw that I had a direct message from Coach Pelt on my Facebook Messenger. So I opened it and it said uh, something to the extent of, you know, Mr. Gisclair, like you're doing such a wonderful job, pay no mind to what these people are saying, you know, like just keep on doing, you know, what you do and, you know, just know that it's appreciated. And like, he didn't have to say that. He didn't coach me. I didn't go to LCO, but just to know that he had that kind hearted spirit in him to go out of his way, to be kind to someone else. That's just the person that he was. And he deserves that recognition just as coach LeBlanc deserves the gym recognition that he has. Um, it's going to be an awesome day out there today. It's going to be an awesome day out there today, and we certainly hope everything goes smooth for those folks out at LCO. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to BJ Young, South Lafouche High School. We're talking tarpon football in the next segment here on KLEB. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day, or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free, and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-403-4623. 800-403-4623. 800-403-4623. That's 800-403-4623. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, 
here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. It's Wednesday at noon, so that means it's time to go to South Lafouche High School and chat with Tarpon football coach B.J. Young, who is on the line. B.J., good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good, man. How are y'all? Good. You guys are 1-0. Get the victory over St. Ed. Uh, now you guys are looking forward to the Friday matchup with Thibodeau. How has practice been? And, you know, talk – well, you know, before we talk about practice, let's recap the last week. You guys play St. Ed, play pretty well, take care of business. Talk about the way you guys played. Yeah, look, I thought we competed well. Um, uh, came out of the gate fast. Uh, jumped on them, I thought, uh, which was good to see. Coming out of the gate fast, kids are very excited to be back on the field. Uh, downside is you let them kind of fight back in the game and cut it to a, cut it to a one-point game right there late in the third. But, um, you know, been preaching like a fourth-quarter mentality, right? A lot of games want to loss in the fourth quarter. Kind of want to pride yourself on that, right, being able to come through with all the conditioning and the work you put in over the spring and the summer and so to be able to come out and dominate the fourth quarter like that um it was good to see man and uh every win's a good win right so you're about as good as you can sit right now after one week at being one and oh bro uh you win the turnover battle heavily you forced four of them and then i guess you gave them one with the bad snap that doesn't officially count as a turnover but it was like one either way man uh that, that that's good work your defense may be bent a little bit at times but boy they also push back getting them four turnovers including a pick six yeah, look, very important. To, uh, you you want to you can bend, but you, you don't want to break. Um, we, I, I think a new point of emphasis in, in going into this season, uh, in the seasons past, was creating turnovers, right? Working a lot of drills in practice, trying to create turnovers, you know, uh, club punch or ripping, and um, you know, being able to get some interceptions like that. No, no fumbles, but not that I recall. But to get the picks, the interceptions, uh, was huge, man. Um, we read a stat. Coach Boudreaux's big on stats, man. So he read a stat the other day. Can't remember it, but something about if you're uh, if if you plus one on the turnover battle or, or plus two, uh, how much your chances go up to win? And it was something crazy. 
you know, if you plus two in a turnover battle, I want to say it was something like a 90, 85% to 90% chance to win the football game. So um, definitely want to win the turnover battle. It's going to be big for us this week as well. And you guys did force one fumble. Remember the kid caught the pass and he started to cramp right as he caught it and he dropped the ball and you guys scooped it up. There you go, yeah. So that was, that was the four. Um, Coach, in practice this week, how's it looked? You know, how, I know you guys tried the morning thing, didn't work out, going back to the afternoon thing. Uh, how's it been so far in preparation? Yeah, tried to mix it up a little bit, right? Try to beat the heat. Went uh, Monday at 8.30 on for Labor Day. Um, you know, days like that, you kind of expect, you know, the, the team to come in, right? Not really. Not that they don't want to be there, but they could be, you know, they could be sleeping in like their buddies or, um, you know, hanging out somewhere, a barbecuing with family. But I uh, had a great mindset. Man, I was very excited about the effort on Monday morning. Came out and uh, got after it a little bit. Full pads. Moving into Tuesday, we went at uh, started stretch at 4:50 in the morning, and um, they was excited. Uh, same thing though, you kind of on the fence, don't know how they really gonna take it, but they was excited. We had a good morning, um, and then today we're gonna go back in the evening. It's kind of looked at the radar or the weather. Don't look like the heat index gonna get too high for the rest of this week, so we'll be able to go in the evenings. So uh, got to get out there today. Got a freshman JV game at 5:30 at our place. So got to get out there quick get some good work in and uh and get off so hopefully the weather cooperates and uh we get some work Thibodeau is really explosive man they got some playmakers they've got a good quarterback they got a lot of good athletes you guys are going to be challenged there what are some things you guys got to do to try to slow, slow them down and make things difficult for them yeah um they got athletes all over the place uh, and, and it starts with the quarterback uh Ian Rodriguez who is uh he's explosive now he can run he, he can throw it he made some plays against Lutcha, kind of like like Patrick Mahomes esque, you know, kind of rolling to, to his non throwing arm uh, back backwards, kind of just flipping real quick and throwing it like thirty to forty yards. So he can make plays at um at any angle, I guess, or any 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 given point. So we're gonna try to do our best to maybe corral him a little bit. Um, look, he's gonna still play well because he's a good player, but we gotta try to limit um, some of the explosive plays. And he got dudes all around him now. The receivers can go. Uh, the running backs back uh, from the storm. He he can he can play. So uh, we're gonna have to do a good job of uh, you know limiting explosive plays and trying to create turnovers defensively. Offensively, um, you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to move the ball right. We can't we can't go three and out to give them the ball back and you know give them a bunch of snaps throughout the game. We're gonna try to you know control the game and, and you got to hold the ball and score points too to, to you know to uh to stay in it. That was going to be the next question that I was going to ask you kind of half answer it for me there, which is, you know, on offense when you're facing such an explosive team like that, is there any more of an inclination of, hey, you know, let's shorten this game up, man. Let's go in six, seven-minute drives and you'll kind of bleed this clock a little bit. Yeah. So we're going to try. Look, I kind of got scarred, right, trying to take it deep in the play clock and you're burning timeouts that you're not supposed to. Um, so we'll probably be at like a normal tempo. Um the the deal is, man. If you're getting into a track meet or a shootout with these cats, um, they they can score them in bunches. Um, so so we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna try to do our best uh, to keep it to keep it controlled and uh, and compete, man. Look, um, we got a good football team, you know. So our kids expect to go down there and compete and win and, and win the game, and uh, you know that's good, you know. Um, and, and and we you know Thibodeau's an imparish rival. So uh, I think it'll be a great game. Bro, I got to tell you, man, uh, Abram Berg is a mule out there running that football. But every once in a while when you guys slip him in there defensive end, 
he's a mule there too, man. Just talk about, you know, juggling that and mixing and matching because, yeah, he's a great running back and he's doing great things for you all. But he also would be one of your best defensive linemen if he played just there. How do you how do you make those decisions throughout the course of a game? Yeah, he uh, he he's doing well for us. And look, he was throw he was tossing to that role. Um, he didn't even play running back in the spring, so he was tossing to that role. And I want to say at the end of June, going into a seven on seven at Hornville. So he's taking it in stride. Helps him is he's super smart. Uh, he picks up on stuff really fast. Um, we're just trying to fine tune some some of the footwork and and, uh, and and some of the vision, but he's doing a great job. He uh, he, he's I tell you this, he's way further along than what I was even hoping he would be at this time. You know, I was, you know, I thought was man, we just give it to a strong kid um, who we I've seen him play running back as a freshman for the JV last year. And I thought he ran the ball real well, had great vision. He was a powerful runner, so that was our thought. And then he come along where we are today. He's way ahead than what I thought he would be. And then, you know, on third downs that, that uh, maybe they heavy pass percent, you know, from, from film study, we'll, we'll get him in there at the DN. And um, he's great at rushing the passer. So we put him in there at the end and let him rush the passer. Or if they heavy pass on first and second down, you know, throw him in there here or there to try to get him behind the sticks. You mentioned you got a freshman JV game at home tonight. Um, we have Chandler on every Friday, and he talks about the freshman team and, and you know, all the things that they're doing. What are your goals for them? It's like I know people in the stands, they get enamored. All of the, you, you know, you want to win and you want to go undefeated and all this crazy stuff. And, hey, that's cool. Winning is awesome. I'm not trying to demean that at all. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you want to get those guys better and progress them as well, make sure that they're better football players getting ready for when they're on the varsity. Um, what are your goals with those younger groups? Yeah, you know, it's obviously to grow them, um, to get them prepared to uh... – you know, as sophomores, juniors, and seniors, to be able to get on the field and help us if they have to. Uh, but but also, you want to instill you know a winning culture at that level too. You know, they want you want them to expect to win and uh, to go out there and compete. Now, now I told the quarterback, look, I'm gonna tell you that class that we have here right now is super talented. You know, we have a lot of skilled players and and, uh, and some big old linemen, man, that that can that can really go. Um, and when you look on top of it, like I told the quarterback club, money we go to Destrehan who. If you're not familiar with Destrehan, that's that's a uh, that's a team that's in the semifinals of the Superdome every year. You know, I think they won three in the last, you know, eight, ten years or something like that. So probably gonna be in the in the Superdome this year. Uh, I know they're one of the favorites, and our freshman team goes to Destrehan. I think they only lose about 14 points, and and that's with, you know, five, four, four, four kids who who uh, who are superstars that that's not even playing with them. You know, they playing with us on Friday nights. Um, so it's good to see them compete, man. And then when you add them other four uh, in, you know, next year and stuff like that, it should be a good group. You know, no doubt about that. And, you know, you talked about stats with the turnovers a minute ago. Another stat that is very prevalent is they always say if you have a kick blocked or like some kind of mistake in special teams, you know, you're like 75 or 80% less likely to win. You overcame a couple of them on last Friday with the return and then also the bad snap on the punt. I'm sure that's been a point of emphasis heavy this week in practice. Yeah, you um, you know, uh, I think you gotta, uh, you can't, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. Um, you know, good teams become great when their special teams are, uh, you know, superior to the team they're playing. When you look, when you look at a lot of the teams who are perennial powers in the state, you, they don't, they don't shoot themselves in the foot or beat them, beat themselves on special teams. Um, now, I will tell you, uh, bright spot was, you know, Emilio making seven out of seven extra points and kicking a touchback. So. Um, I think he's kind of maybe found his groove. It looked like, it looked to me maybe after the second kick, he kind of felt a little more comfortable, 
like he had a lot of confidence in himself that he was going to make it. And as a kicker, man, it's it's a lot of mental, you know. So for him to maybe find his groove, um, it was good to see, man, because you're going to need those. And you know, maybe if you get down to the ten or ten or fifteen yard line, and you might might need to get three points, you know, instead of going for it. So uh, maybe giving him a shot in the future, you know, if we get down there to maybe kick one. So uh, yeah, definitely trying to clean it up. You know, it's, a, it's an ongoing process with everybody. You know, offensively made a lot of mistakes, defensive too. So you try, you, you find it in film and you try to get better every week. BJ, talk to me about the the uh, juggling act of trying to get better at tackling during the course of the season. As you said this on the postgame show Friday, which is the only way to tackle or to get better at tackling is by tackling. But on the flip side to that is, you don't want to be, you know, beating the hell out of the guys in practice and, you know, doing damage to your, your chances on Friday night. So how do you rep that and work on that while also keeping everybody's legs fresh? We have we have certain periods in practice on, on Mondays and Tuesdays that we'll go live, uh, live tackling to the ground. Uh, and then the other other periods will be thud, which is just when they, they have to, you know, they're hitting now. They're connecting, but they're not bringing them to the ground. Uh, kind of a quick whistle, um, trying to take take care of them now. You know, football is a physical sport, so injuries happen. You know, I think I'll be honest with you. I think if you're playing not to get hurt, or uh, you're coaching, you know, too much to just keep the kids healthy, keep them healthy, keep them healthy. I think I think they they get they can get hurt. Right risk of injury kind of is on the flip side too because they're not used to hitting and they're not used to their bodies getting hit and twisted certain ways. And um, you know, when you start playing like that, uh, that's not a good thing either. And then. Um, you know, you got to be able to go out there and compete, and, and breaking on tackles and, and making tackles in the open field is very crucial in winning football games. We're going to be some keys against Thibodeau on Friday night. What are some things that the Tarpons have to do well to try to go on the road and get the win? I would say limiting explosive plays from a defensive perspective and creating turnovers offensively is trying to control the game. Uh, you know, staying in front of the chains, executing. We're going to have to make plays when they're there. You know, we're not going to get many second opportunities. If we got somebody running three, we're going to have to hit it. If we have a crease in the run game, we're going to have to hit it and make it make them pay because you won't get many, so we have to make the ones that would get uh, work. Before we let you go, man, you guys brought in your heavy package in the first quarter. I was actually re-watching the game last night, and I actually mentioned this on commentary, which is, okay, you bring in a ninth grader. It's his first snap, like, at the varsity level, and then you guys have the faith in him to go with the play action, and it got negated by a penalty. But, like, he was calm, cool, collected, poised, just popped it right in there, right on the money. Like, for a 14-year-old kid or however old he is, well, Max sure don't get rattled like a 14-year-old kid, does he? No, he doesn't. He, he's uh, he's special. Um, it, it came down to it, and this is this is the truth. I, I thought he deserved time on a Friday night. He comes out there in the spring and, lead, and leads him as an eighth grader. Also, he has a great summer. You know, I think he's done everything he needs to do to earn time on a Friday night. And, uh, look, I'm going to tell you, I, I, me personally, I have the utmost confidence in the kid. I, I think he can go out there and win a game on Friday night. And, and when we got down there, I didn't even think twice. You know, I knew we would play action throwing it because he's going to make a good play. He's going to make a good throw. And if something would happen, he ain't going to hurt us. Um, not much rattles him. You know, I even try yelling at him more in practice. He don't, he don't care. <laughs> you know, he, uh, he got some tough skin, man. He, he's he's going to be uh, looking. And I said it, I think our program is in, is in really good hands as far as the quarterback's concerned for the, for the years to come. Uh, for sure. Beautiful, man. Well, look, we thank you so much for the time. We'll see you on Friday. All right, man. Thank you all. That is B.J. Young with South Lafouche High School. They're 1-0. They've got a big challenge ahead. But, man, let's not forget, you know, it was all throughout the community all week is, man, Thibodeau's really good. Da, 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 da. 
South Lafourche's pretty damn good too. You know, there's gonna be two good football teams on the field on Friday night, and yeah, it's gonna be a big challenge. But you know, you never know, man. You, you get a couple first downs, you move the ball, control the clock, keep those athletes off the field. You never know what might happen in the fourth quarter, whenever uh, you know you, you take that field. And I think that it's gonna be maybe a closer game than what some expect. A lot of people are expecting Thibodeau to maybe be a couple touchdowns better. You never know. And that's all I'll say. You never know. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Taylor Griffin. We're going to talk with Turtle about all kinds of stuff in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. It feels like home. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. got a good little routine here on these Wednesday shows. You guys know at noon we're going to BJ Young. You guys know at 12.15 we're going to Taylor Griffin. And then after that we're going to our mailbag. So let's go to the turtle over at Dufresne. Taylor, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? 
Hey, good, good. How are you doing today? Doing just fine, buddy. Uh, look, let's start. We had Celeste Bro on earlier, and we were talking about the gym dedication over at LCO. They're going to be dedicating the floor of, of, of the gym out there to Coach Kyle Pelt, who coached there for years and years and years and impacted and touched so many people. He was a coach of yours, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's a great thing that they're doing. The only shame of it is that he can't be here to see it happen. Um, but, man, what were your thoughts as you're seeing Coach Pelt getting honored and getting his rightful place in LCO history today? Man, that, that, that's awesome. I'm, uh, you know, very happy that, uh, you know, he's getting, he's getting his name cemented there forever. You know, he, uh, he was an awesome coach. I, I enjoyed every minute playing for him uh, my two years I had at LCO. Uh, man, it was good times. He, uh, he always, man, he always found a way to make things fun. He, uh, he, he put the fun and fundamentals, you know, to add a little corniness to it. Uh, you know, all around great coach, great human being. Um, sad, very sad that he's not with us anymore, but, uh, it's awesome that, uh, he's getting that dedication today. That's, that's good stuff, man. I'm happy to hear that. No doubt, man. And look, you know, it, it's crazy. Um, you know, I was actually speaking with Celeste about this. And look, no one no one wanted Ida. And, you know, we're still dealing with Ida. And, you know, so many people still have tarps on their roofs and everything. So in no way am I saying that the storm was a good thing. But from LCO's perspective, they get a beautiful new state-of-the-art floor. Like, man, that thing is, is rocking. They're going to be like the premier middle school venue now, man. So turning a negative into a positive, at least if for nothing else. Yep, yep. That's that's a great way to look at it, man. That's uh, as as horrible as Ida was. Yeah, it, good reason, good excuse to get something new, and you know, no uh, no better person in LCO history to uh, you know to deserve the honor of having the court named after them. So, all in all, turned into a bright day today. No doubt, man. So look, let, let's talk about Tarpon football. They get the win over St. Edmund on Friday night. Last Wednesday, we were talking, and, you know, I kind of made the comment, oh, man, the offense they're running is so complicated and complex. And, you know, you said, oh, man, that, that's cool. I didn't realize that. Well, it was complicated and complex enough to where St. Edmund had no clue who was coming or going. The Tarpon scored 57 points in the opener with just one returning offensive starter. Ogeron had a big day. Berg had a big day. Jacob Curell had a big day. Hayden Colley. Just about everybody in white had a big day. The Tarpons get to 1-0 with a big win. Yeah, man, that's. That's awesome. That's great. I was able to uh, to listen a, a little bit here and there uh, as I was uh, working on a couple projects um, at home that night. But um, what I did hear and what I did read about and what I what I heard about talked about over here at work and everything. I mean, it Tarpons uh, looked impressive and and fun on offense. You know, they they look like uh, seem like they got a they got a bright future ahead. Now, uh, you know, hopefully they could uh, you know do whatever they got to do, make their adjustments, maybe pick up their defense a little bit. But, uh, you know, 57 points is, is no small task. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those funny things. Like, yeah, they gave up 40. You know, okay, who cares if they put up 57, you know? <laughs> long as we got <laughs> long as we got more points on our side of the board. But, uh, but no, man, I'm happy for the Tarpons hot start. And uh, I'm uh, going to try my damnedest to make to make a game here soon. I'm, uh, I'm happy for them, man. It's good. Good way to start. Now, that was about the only bright spot of the football weekend, unfortunately, because you got LSU playing on Sunday night out in the Dome against Florida State. Look, man, we could break this thing down. We could do a whole show together talking about what went wrong or whatever it may be. 
At the end of the day, I think we all knew that LSU had some work to do to get to the top levels. If for nothing else, dude, and it, it sucks to lose. It sucks to lose. It sucks to know that you're not going to be in the title chase, barring something crazy happening that we don't expect. But, man, you're down 24-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter. And I mentioned this to the, the watch party that I was with. Like, those dudes didn't quit. They didn't give up. And if for nothing else, I at least, if we want to take one piece of positive out of this, I at least saw an LSU team that had more fight than they had had in previous years. That's true. That's correct. I'll definitely agree with you on that. Um, man, as far as the game overall, it <laughs> you know, it's just one of those. How much time you got? You know, we could do. Yeah, we we could do a forty-five minute Patreon show. I mean, it, it's it's so hard. You, Touch people, you know, pull pull it off the radio, pull it off or whatever. Like, I, I, I need a I need a curse at somebody. You know, <laughs> we, need, we, need to do, we need to do an uncensored special about how we feel about Week One of LSU football and everything we took took away from it. But uh, yeah, you're right. The um, the guys that actually wanted to be there, the guys that actually care, the guys, you know, they they came together and they fought. They never gave up. They did what they had to do. They they found a way to still give themselves a chance to win, despite so many things going wrong for them. Most of them being their own fault. Um, there is that one positive to take away from it, and that's uh, pretty much all I got positive to say about that game. <laughs> is is uh, is the comeback at the end? Now you mentioned kind of the elephant in the room. You, you said very loudly the guys who wanted to be there. I think it's a pretty blaring red heron that one prominent guy on that team does not want to be there he's wearing number seven he dropped a couple of touchdowns he was disinterested throughout the game was pouty throughout the game if you were today named the lsu football coach how would you handle this situation with Keyshawn butte because look man on the surface hey man everybody has a bad day it happens but i don't know that that was just him waking up on the wrong side of the bed I think he was protecting his body from being hit a couple of times, and I don't know how much longer he's going to be there. Yeah, I mean, if if it's up to me, I mean, we, we're going to start with a one-on-one closed-door meeting. Like, get get whatever's off your mind right now. Like, tell what what in the world was going in your, going on in your head on game day. What? How did we get here? If there's more to it, tell me what it is. What What do we have to do to get you right? And if you don't want to get right, then get going. I, I would need to know what went wrong. Why, why was he so disinterested? Why did he have such terrible body language throughout the entire game? Why just... I mean, you, you, you saw it. it is the same. Everyone saw it. Everyone knows what all the questions are, what all the all the disappointments where they come from. Um, I don't, I don't have any, any good things to say about him right now. I mean, who knows what was going on in his head, but I, I would, I would certainly demand answers. Maybe before we have that closed door meeting, I have a closed door with, with, uh, with all the assistant coaches and like, Hey, does anybody know anything? Who can get to Keyshawn the best? Who knows him the best? Does anyone, who do you think may have, make him feel more comfortable in this closed door meeting with him that we're about to have. Like, okay, let's go. Let's go find out what went wrong. And I would, I would go from there. 
So let's talk a little bit of wrestling for a second, man. One of the things that attracts both you and I to the sport is the blur between what's scripted and what's real. And sometimes it's magic, sometimes it's not. And right now what's happening over in AEW is the opposite. It's not. Where you got guys that are shooting on other guys unscripted and, you know, causing fights. And, you know, there was a report in Sports Illustrated today there's going to be numerous suspensions and that CM Punk may be fired from the company for this. And, look, man, I don't know what's happening. And and as, as fans, we do like the realism but it can't go too far, and it looks like in this instance, man, it's caused a whole lot of problems for those folks out there. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like you said. I, you know, I don't know the details, but I, I wish I did. Um, you know, when they start to blur the reality with with whatever's going on uh, as part of the show, you know, uh, it's it's definitely worth watching. It's worth looking into and reading some articles here and there to try to figure it out, especially with CM Punk being. Uh, you know, you never knew what was what was real and what was a work and all this, and just he he seemed like an absolute head case. And you know, maybe Vince and maybe Triple H were on to something here. You know, not wanting him back. You know, not ever wanting him to come back. You know, every year for WrestleMania, you glue to the TV and you hope and man, maybe this is when he. Maybe maybe they maybe they work something out. Maybe this is this is the pop. This is the eruption that we're waiting for. And then it's like, oh no, never mind. He's he's still he's still the same crazy head case CM Punk that he's projected to be on the show. And uh, you know, maybe it's best that he stays away. Maybe it's best that he gets away from the business and goes just do something else. Because uh, he's apparently rubbing the wrong feathers over in the the AEW promotion, and it starting to sound like uh he's just bad for the business overall right now i agree i know that it sucks to say that because you know in the ring he's a great performer but i agree i mean if you have a problem everywhere you go you're the problem not everyone else now clash at the castle was this past weekend uh roman reigns goes over drew mcintyre you get tyson fury involved in in theory's attempt to cash in and uh you get the Missing Uso brother involved in the main event as well. I thought it was a pretty good show. I thought Gunther and Sheamus, I know that was a match you said you weren't paying very much attention to beforehand. But boy, they sure stole our attention during the show. Very physical, hard fought about uh, there. Um, then Monday Night Raw, you had the return of Braun Strowman, which you know drew a lot of ears. And this crazy stuff where The Miz is getting kidnapped every week, so he's wrestling in cage matches to not get kidnapped. It like they got a lot of stuff going on, dude. They got a lot of entertaining stuff on that show right now. <laughs> yeah, they certainly do. They certainly do. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, my overall take on the Clash of the Castle pay per view is just a solid C minus. Just a meh. You know, it was all right. It had its moments, but overall, you know think it could have been better there was nothing that really you know gripped me as you said yeah you're right you know uh Seamus kind of uh Seamus and Gunther stole the show that was uh they made it fun you know uh I love I do love whenever Seamus gets into it with the crowd I love his facial expressions I love how he's you know he's able to really take the entertainment factor to the next level uh man as far as the finish of the main event it was just kind of uh, predictable, just dragging on. I mean, of course, yeah, there was a new, a new USO revealed and whatnot, but it, it same old stuff. I'm uh, yeah, you know, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for Cody Rhodes to come back. I'm ready for them to start building up the Rock 
with WrestleMania if if that is in fact going to happen. You know, it's uh, we getting we getting close to the end of the year. You know, it's almost that little pre WrestleMania season where you know Survivor Series will start building something up, start giving little clues and little hints. Uh, it's great to see that Braun Strowman's back. He always brings some pop with him. Just the big, giant, destructive force is always good to have in the back pocket to uh, run a program with anyone. So that ought to be fun. I'm interested to see what they do with him. And, uh, man, the most shocking thing. How about uh, Dominic Mysterio? Yeah. And his, uh, you know, aligning with uh, with Judgment Day. That, that kind of, I was not, I was, that's one of the least expected things. Uh I never thought they'd go that direction. And me just being a true WWF guy from from childhood, you know, I never really respected the Mysterios much to begin with. But uh, <laughs> they're uh, finding a good way to use Dominic and, you know, turning this, hopefully turning into a, a, a brighter program here. It sound, sounds like fun. So, like, if, let's say, there were a house party where everyone was invited to dress up like wrestlers coming up in the next few weeks, what would Taylor Griffin's costume be? (laughs) (laughs) Are we allowed to share that? I mean, I was kind of going to keep it a secret. Oh, it's okay. uh... It's it's totally okay. (laughs) That's cool. Um, Well, let's go the opposite route. Uh, Give me a list of, like, five or six. Let's just say he'd be he'd be wearing a lot of black and a you know have a hat and some long oh, hair and move around really slowly all night. Okay, so you're dressing up like Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brother man, we thank you so much for the time, dude. We'll do this again next Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Y'all have a good one, and as always, go Tarps and God bless America. Thank you, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing a wonderful job, as always. Um, sounds like he's going to the house party dressed up as, oh, I'm trying to think of a random obscure wrestler who wore all black. Uh, Skinner wore gray, so that wouldn't fit. Anyway, it's obvious. Well, if you know, you know, as they say. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to open up the mailbag. You guys got a lot of questions I want to get answered in the next segment. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. People just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. 
pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. And welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. It's Wednesday. It is not 12:30, but hey, whatever. We ran late, um, but it is time to get to our mailbag. We've got questions for you all, or we've got questions from you all, rather, that we're going to get answered here in this segment of the show. I'm at Casey underscore Justclare on Twitter. We're at KLEB Radio on Twitter. Uh, Casey Justclare on Facebook. KLEB Radio on Facebook. You could also email me your question, JustclareCasey at gmail.com. The first question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, what do you make of the reporter snafu yesterday at the LSU news conference for Brian Kelly? Um, so for those of you who didn't see, uh, Brian Kelly starts his Monday, well, it's Monday, usually Tuesday press conference because of the holiday. <laughs> and a reporter's walking in as he's speaking. And, and Brian Kelly says uh, something along the line of, Oh, it's a late arriving media crowd today. You know, we should find you guys $10 when you're late. And at the end of the year, we'll use all the money and have a big party together. Like he's joking, right? He's totally joking. And the reporter replies back, oh, well, maybe if you'd won, uh, I would be here on time. <laughs> um, I thought it was unprofessional. Whether the team wins or loses has nothing to do with your promptness and willingness or ability or inability to be on time and to do your job properly. I thought it was unprofessional. I thought that it was in poor taste, but I also thought that it was very reminiscent as to why sports media as a whole is dying today in our country (laughs) because no one wants as a reporter to just do the job. They want to be the job. They want to be on Twitter and TikTok and trolling and, being funny and having one-liners for everything. That's not your job. Your job is to go to the damn press conference, tell me what happened, and then hit end of story and send that to your editor, and then it's over with. Me as a fan, I don't want to read your one-liner. I want to read what Brian Kelly had to say. 
Brian Kelly's the important person in the room, the one that's actually making $10 million a year as opposed to $30,000 a year. I want to know what he's got to say. I thought it was in poor taste. I'm not going to say as a newspaper editor that I would have fired the young lady for this because we all make mistakes, right? Yesterday, I made a mistake in, in, in my reporting. We all make mistakes. But it is worth sitting down and saying, hey, don't do that again. And from what I understand, she did apologize to Brian Kelly, and they smoothed things over. <laughs> but it was very unprofessional. Though, though, like Those types of things happen too frequently and, and don't need to continue to happen because it turns off readers who just simply don't want that. Next question. Question two comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, can South LaFouche beat Thibodeau High on Friday night? Yeah, sure they can. Um, if I were an odds maker and I was setting a line for the game, which obviously, you know, you're not going to do with a high school game, but I would say that Thibodeau's favored. Sure. They've got athletes. They've got speed. They've got, you know, depth and strength in numbers and a little hunger as well, being at home and, you know, coming off of a loss in week one. So, yeah, they, they've got maybe a little bit of an edge. Um but the Tarpons could score, man. They could score. They have scored on everyone that they've faced so far. Um, they're going to put some points on the board, and the goal for them is going to be to play clean. They've got to play clean. They can't turn it over, can't muff a snap, can't allow a return. If they do those things, get to the fourth quarter, give yourself a chance, man, all bets are off. Like, yeah, I, I certainly think that they, they can. Will they? I would say the odds are m probably more in Thibodeau's favor. But not decisively more. I think it'll be a good ball game. Question three. Casey, what do you make of the AEW drama? Um, if you guys are not familiar with what we're talking about here, um, Google it. I'll break it down in, in, in layman's form. But, I mean, if you want the play-by-play the -play details, you're going to have to get the information on your own. CM Punk. At the end of this past weekend's show, just basically went off the rails during a press conference. A press conference, by the way, that's unnecessary and didn't need to be had. Um, going off on everybody. The Young Bucks and Colt Cabana and everybody. Just going off on the, the people who run the company. And <clears throat> after the news conference ended, it turned into a big scrum. It turned into a fight. Like a real fight. Not a wrestling fight. A real fight. Where now guys are getting suspended. Guys are getting uh, threatened to maybe lose their jobs within the company. <laughs> a couple things. CM Punk is a jerk. Like, let's just get that out of the way. Just look at the way he handled his exit in WWE. Look at the way he's handled everything in AEW. The dude's a jerk. Like, he hasn't gotten along with anyone throughout the course of his career. And like I told Taylor earlier, at some point when you have issues with everyone, you are the issue. And it's not everybody else. You, you know, stop being a victim. You are the issue. So let's get that out of the way. The, the sooner that AEW removes him from the locker room and admits, hey, you know what, we just made a mistake here, <laughs> the faster that company could start to heal. I don't think that that's ever going to happen. Then the second thing is, Tony Khan is, is, is a clown, man. Like, the guy running that company just has no clue. He's just asleep at the wheel, going 150 miles an hour, or wherever the car goes, it goes. Um just look at his facial expressions. Just listen to the things that he says during these media scrums. It just reeks of daddy's money. It just reeks of a guy who just doesn't have a clue. And if you want to see why their soccer organization with which that family runs is a mess, got relegated a couple years ago, 
why the NFL franchise that they run is a laughing stock in the NFL, and then now their wrestling promotion is the same. Look no further than where the buck stops. Those guys, I don't know how they made their fortune. I guess everybody's got a lucky day. But, man, those guys are really, really hurting. Their, their promotion is in shambles, just like everything else that they have is in shambles. And within 12 to 18 months, those ratings are going to continue to drop. They're going to continue to further alienate their fan base. And then TNT is going to pull the plug. And then adios, amigo. Mark my words. I was the only one that called from the beginning that this wasn't anything special, got laughed at at the time. Guess what? Now we're here a couple years later. It ain't anything special, and it's going to be beginning to um, breathe its last breaths here within the next year or so. Casey, give us a week one NFL upset. That's from a listener who wants to maybe uh, wager a little bit on FanDuel. Um, I like a few. Um, I think the Steelers got a chance to beat the Bengals. You got great defense against a Bengals offensive line that's challenged. I don't think that's a terrible one. Um, Chicago maybe could beat the 49ers in week one. Maybe. Not betting on that, but maybe. Um, How about the Giants over the Tennessee? I wouldn't think that'd be too crazy far-fetched. I think Dallas is going to beat Tampa. They're home underdog technically. So, yeah, there are a few. There are a few out there uh, that I could see. I don't think it's going to be straight chalk. I guess, you know, Detroit can maybe beat the Eagles at home. I don't think that Detroit is as good as a lot of folks think they are. I think a lot of folks are just enamored with Detroit because they made a TV show about them. Um, But they should be improved. They're a four-point home dog against Philly. So there's some fun matchups there. I think there's some upsets that could potentially happen. Um, But, man, that – I don't know. It, it, it's it's tough to single out one for sure. But, yeah, those are a few that I like. Casey, a listener, wants to know, do you think LSU should consider starting Nussmeyer after the week one performance? How could I say this? First and foremost, thank you for the question and thank you for the support of the show. Absolutely, positively not. <laughs> no. If you watched the LSU game and thought that Jaden Daniels was the problem, um, do I care to introduce you to watch the LSU offensive line try to block? May I care to indulge you in asking you to watch the LSU defensive line try to tackle? Jaden Daniels, without a running game at all, without an offensive line blocking for him at all. And while losing most of the game was 26 of 35 with several drops, 209 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Oh, yeah, and he had 114 yards rushing. He was one of the lone bright spots in the game for LSU on Sunday. Could Nussmeyer have done better? No. I like quite honestly, no, I don't think he could have done better. Um, I just think that the, the Tigers without a stable offensive line need the mobility of the quarterback, need the escapability of the quarterback, need the experience of the quarterback. All those things Nussmeyer doesn't have. We're forgetting that Daniels had started for three seasons over at Arizona State and has started close to 30 games, that experience matters a lot. And I think that that experience is going to be needed throughout the course of the year. So 
Brian Kelly said yesterday in his press conference that the Tiger coaching staff never pondered putting him in, and I think that's the right move. Quarterback was the least of their issues. I think Jaden Daniels actually played super well in the game. Next question. Casey, why doesn't Matthew Milosov, E.D. White, have bigger scholarship offers than what he does? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had an answer for that. I don't know. Milosov is currently listed as a three-star prospect on 24-7. He's got offers from Louisiana Tech, Nichols, Northwestern, Southeastern, and others. Um, I think he's a better player than that. I think he should be considered a better prospect than that. He's got size. He's six foot. He's 180. So he's not like an undersized, you know, 5'7, 135 kid. He's fast. He finds the football. He's athletic. I have no idea why he doesn't have bigger offers. This reminds me a little bit, and I don't know if he even wants to play college football, right? And maybe this has something to do with it because he's also an elite baseball prospect. He may end up playing college baseball. But this reminds me a little bit of Amik Robertson, who's now in the NFL, frankly. Amik was at Thibodeau High, and everybody locally knew Amik was really good and was being underrated. I, at the time, even wrote a story or a column saying, like, yo, LSU, like, you better come get this dude or you're going to regret it. Everybody knew he was underrated, but for whatever reason, the big schools just never got on him. Oh, bro, he's 5'9", you know, he's too short, whatever. All he did was go to Louisiana Tech, break records, perform at an exceptionally high level, and now he's playing for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, that's not my saying that I think Matthew Melanson is going to go to the NFL. I don't actually know what the future is going to hold. But I do think it's a similar story of a guy that everybody here who knows anything about anything knows, hey, he's underrated. You guys are screwing this up. Kyle Lasang says it all the time. like He's our best football player on an elite team. He's comparable size-wise to other safeties who are getting signed, or not signed, but are committing to these big schools. He runs the same. He tackles as well. Lafayette, if you're listening, offer him. Southern Miss, TCU. Like, I don't know that LSU is going to get in, right? But everybody else that's not at, like, the highest SEC West level should be calling this dude up. Mississippi State, TCU, SMU, Houston. You could use a guy like this. And oh yeah, on top of the level of play, he's a good kid. You're not going to have to worry about him flunking out. You're not going to have to worry about him getting arrested and getting in a bar fight and getting kicked off the team. He's a good person. So yeah, I, I don't. Louisiana Tech's currently his largest offer. If he ends up not getting greater offers and Nichols is the final destination, Tim should do cartwheels in the locker room out there at Nichols because from day one of his true freshman season, that kid would have an impact over there if that ends up being the destination. No clue why he's not getting better offers, and I think it's a mistake from the colleges around the area. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break, which is our final break. When we get back, we're making our betting picks, and we're getting out of here on our Wednesday show. Hope everybody's enjoying. We'll be right back after this. For nearly half a century, Tiger Rag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. 
the 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing, one thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com. Your brand new Galliano Fresh Market is now open seven days a week. Our team is ready to help make your shopping experience all that it can be. Galliano Fresh Market has been blessed to serve this community for over four decades. This family-owned supermarket understands the needs and values of this community. Whether it be the bakery, butcher shop, catering, produce, or shopping boat orders, you will find everything you need all under one roof. At Galliano Fresh Market, check out our weekly ads online at GallianoMarket.com. The other day, my friend said he saw a mosquito the size of a pool dew out near Dulac. Now, he may be exaggerating, but mosquitoes are back and swarming up and down the bayou. If you need help with mosquito control, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They have a number of ways to protect you from those blood-sucking mosquitoes. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here for you. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for Judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. 5. Check the water first if a child goes missing. 6. Stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number 7. Swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. segment to go here on play-by-play Play. we'll get you some betting picks then we'll get out of here let's thank our sponsors today uh where's the sponsor sheet here amongst the papers 
All right here. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge, and Homa Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Reminder, join us Friday. South Lafouche High School will be taking on Thibodeau High. Pre-game will begin at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. In addition to Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joseph Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. After the game is over, stick around for After the Lights, presented by Grand Isle Shipyard. That'll be uh, coming about 10 or so minutes after the game for your drive time home. That'll be um, an awesome show, as it always is. And a reminder, GIS started as a modest company on 19, in 1948 and has now blossomed to employing over 2,600 people throughout their GIS family of companies. GIS embraces the highest levels of safety, technology, and operational excellence to give their clients and projects, projects a competitive edge on a global scale. Learn more and join their team today at GISY.com. We're so thankful to Grand Isle Shipyard for their support of what we're doing here with um, After the Lights and promoting our local high school athletes. <laughs> Betting picks and then we're done for the day. I like the New York Yankees to win today in game one of their doubleheader with the Twins covering minus 140 money line. The Bombers are starting to play a little bit better. They're starting to awaken from their slumber. They have won two games in a row. They're throwing Domingo Herman today against Louis Varlin, who's a minor league arm. I like the Yankees to take care of business in that one today. I also today like in game two between the Mets and the Pirates, I like the Mets to win and cover minus two and a half runs on the run line over the Pirates. Jacob deGrom is throwing Let's be honest, DeGrom ain't going to give up anything to Pittsburgh. So it just means the Mets they got, just got to score a handful of runs to cover that number. I like the Mets to take care of business. They're winning 5 to nothing actually in game one. And then also today, let's see which one of these we're going to choose and pick from. I like that one. I like the... Nope, let's not do that one. Um, let's choose... This one instead. I like the White Sox to win and cover the run line. Not win. Cover the run line plus a run and a half over the Mariners. Michael Kopech is throwing for Chicago. They're facing Luis Castillo, which will be a challenge. But the White Sox still have a ton to play for. They're still in the thick of things in the AL Central chase. I think that they're going to cover the plus one and a half. And if they lose, it'll be a close competitive game with Seattle. Thanks to Celeste Bro. Thanks to BJ Young. Thanks to Taylor Griffin, and then most importantly, thanks to you all at home for listening. It's been play-by-play. Tomorrow, we'll have our Thursday show. We're going to try to have Chris Duga on the line to talk about Thibodeau High School football in advance to their matchup with South Lafouche, and then we'll continue to break down the Week 2 high school matchups in addition to giving you a rundown of some of the drama that's going to be happening in Baton Rouge with the LHSAA meetings. So a fun show planned tomorrow, and we can't wait to bring it to you. This is Casey Discler signing off. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. Love you guys. God bless. Stay safe on them roads. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE.
102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.